Can literally anybody hear me? Anyone? Anyone? Do I have to like... No. Can the computer sense that I'm looking at it? No, it's not. It's Something's going on and I don't know what it is. Does it need to be perceived? No. Okay, well, here we go. Take it's two. It's still recording, yeah. Um, We're good. Just don't touch it or look at it. No, of course not. But also look at it because if it stops recording, we should know. This finicky, <laughs> finicky little toy. Yeah, for context, Carrie and I just like really got into it. You know what though? Mercury just entered retrograde today. That would make so, so that's probably much sense. why. Yeah. That would make so much sense. Yeah. No, that's definitely why. Yeah. So don't blame me. Blame the fucking cosmos, folks. <laughs> it's still recording. Okay, good. But that that's happened before. So no, it, I think it, it has. it just like decides that the vibe is sour and it's like, eh. Well, the universe does not want me to be recording podcasts right now because I tried to record my solo podcast yesterday and it was a goddamn mess and I could not do it. I LOL'd at whatever you reposted on whatever <laughs> social platform I was looking at at the time. It was literally that. It was just me being like, well, I think um, I'm doing... Um, uh, eh. And that was like the end. And I was like, oh, I can't actually do this Yeah, right okay, now. cool. That was three hours. Yeah, well, I didn't even go that far because I kept like starting for five minutes, overthinking everything I was saying, being like, okay, let me start over, let me start over. And I just tried that like four different times. And um, then I eventually admitted defeat and gave up. Yeah, it sounds a little bit like our Sisyphusian journey with this Sisyphusian podcast. Sisyphusian is... Maybe that's what it's called, Sisyphusian journey. <laughs> yeah, Carrie and Isabel's journey with Sisyphus, except <laughs> we accidentally spell it syphilis. Syphilis, yeah. Syphilis, our journey with syphilis. Which it could be, be interesting. It'd be like a little clickbaity, actually. Yeah. I do feel really confident, though, about some of the titles that we brainstormed. Yeah. So you remember how several episodes ago, um, episodes that the public will see eventually. Yeah. Uh, I misused or thought I was misusing or making up the word floundering. You thought you were making up that word, but I didn't think that. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, turns out not a made-up word um, doesn't take away from the fact that I literally used it, I think, 76 times. You used it like three times. Yeah, but it felt like so much more when I was re-listening. Well, I mean, it is what was happening, so it was accurate. But in this weird kind of like, um, you know, universal, the stars are with us moment... I've been seeing that word everywhere. Okay, so maybe that's it then. And I'm and you mentioned floundering with Isabel and Carrie. And I love that. Ultimately, what the fuck else are we doing besides? That's what we're doing. Yeah. And I want to be honest and open and transparent about that with our listeners that they shouldn't expect polished content Mm-mm. here. Mm-mm. No, we're not doing well. Before we started recording, we had a whole recording session ahead of this that was deleted, and then before that, we talked for like I don't know. 15, 20 minutes? 15, 20, about... It was a tight 20 about how in much pain we're in collectively. Yeah, how much... How I'm in a bad mood, and I'm never not... Like, it. the amount of, like, things that I had to do every day just to achieve a neutral mental state of mental health is nuts. Like, I've had to... I keep adding things to my, like, morning routine Mm -hmm. just to be like, let me make sure that I'm not being sucked into the vortex of my phone. Yeah. And then it's like 11 a.m. and I haven't left bed. It's like, it's a bad situation. If I was a different, more elevated person, the amount of energy it takes for me to like 
maintain homeostasis, mm-hmm. that equal amount of energy in a better person, they would be solving some big oh, world my gosh. problems. Yeah. Big world problems. No, I feel like handling my psyche, body, and spirit yeah. is like flying a fucking fighter jet. Yeah. And I am not licensed to do that. No, like <laughs> I wish someone could harness whatever I have going on internally and like be the next Wright brothers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I feel like that's actually the service that I could do to the world is like, look, take what I've got going on mm-hmm. mentally, the turmoil, and turn it into something. And I'll just be like the bag of bones at home. Maybe like, we're like the Wright brothers of podcasts. Okay. <laughs> that's huge. <laughs> and that's also another uh, name poss- possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wright brothers of podcasts. The Wright brothers of podcasts not floundering. No longer floundering. No. With Carrie. No longer floundering with Carrie and Isabel. That's phase two of this. That is phase. That's the next. That's the second, the spinoff podcast that mm-hmm. we, we will have mm-hmm. after the rousing success of this. Yeah. Sponsored by the White House. Um, <laughs> hopefully the good ones. Can I say something? About the White House? No. About podcasts. Of course. Every podcast, like this obviously has been said, but like how much money does BetterHelp have to be doing this? You'd think they wouldn't need to be fucking advertising Advertising. anymore. They should be like running the world at this point with how much money they have to spend on marketing. Look, I listened to a podcast today all about, you know, the fact that we're not quite there yet on driverless cars. (laughs) BetterHelp could help with that. Was BetterHelp a sponsor of that podcast? It was The Daily, so... Oh, they don't really have... No, The Daily's more like Fidelity. Yeah. And, like, financial institutions. Okay, I don't listen to that podcast anymore. I just feel like every single news outlet is, like, not in touch with me. Like, they're not not in touch with what I'm looking for, actually. (laughs) No, no, which is why we don't pay attention to the news anymore. We make it up. I don't give a shit. We make it up, girls. I mean, I have to for work sometimes, and that's fine. But, like, otherwise I'm not. Somebody, I was um, getting coffee with my ex, LMFAO, and he was like, so have you been keeping up with this RFK thing? And I'm like... Oh my no. Do you know me at all? This is a, this is why we broke up because you don't know me. <laughs> the number of extended family members that like felt the need to make that the entire discussion point of a meal when I was with my extended family recently. I'm like, hold on, like backtrack. Who? Mm. Why? And also, who gives a shit? This man's deranged. Right. Can we find something a little bit more uplifting to talk about i want to know as little as possible also just i'm sorry not to make this we always make it political eventually but it's pretty early in the podcast to make it political our takes are always misguided anyway so people will probably fast forward i'm just amazed at people's continued interest in who the fuck is leading this country why why are we why do you care literally why does anyone care about that anymore i we've talked about this before remember when a cousin tried to get into it with me about your cousins are insane they are they're not they're not well they're not well and i come from yeah i come from a long you come from a lot of cousins yeah yeah yeah. the gene pool is tainted you know what's crazy like i'm a cousin i know i don't identify as that but i am someone's cousin that's crazy anyway continue yeah no it is weird that all of these people in my life are cousins and then on their side, they're talking about me as such, and too. Yeah, they're over talking on their podcast about their cousin. And, and that's all of a sudden, you. I'm offended. I'm like, I'm a sister. And they're like, no, that's actually not how genealogy works Mm-mm. at all. And but, I don't even know if genealogy is like the right strain of heritage. 
people no. are so obsessed with identification these days and like who they identify as and it's like great whatever you are but you're not you're not paying attention to you your identity as a cousin no one is talking about that no one's that. talking about that enough thank you thank you for that it's humbling because everyone's like mother daughter like sister cousin. lover no one's like cousin well cousins are complicated <laughs> too you know what i mean like right i think oftentimes they're random and mm, then they're so random. <laughs> <laughs> we just had to pause because um i went insane i think the scale of the revelation that we just had was like a little too much for the room yeah. <laughs> a little too much for the room. <laughs> did you have anything else to say about cousins uh well back to the original point that kind of unraveled you yeah. cousins 99 percent of the time are random yeah. like if you're living in the nation state of the global economy mm-hmm. It's normal that your cousins are random. I live in a strange family where the siblings, my parents' siblings, who are also cousins to someone, they're all very close. Mm -hmm. And so they've insisted on these very close extended family relationships. And thus, my cousins, who God just intended to be warm bodies occupying the same plane, Mm -hmm. planetary plane as me, are actually like, integral to my life yeah but that's kind of nice it is kind of nice until i'm like going on about my cousins and people are like dude yeah i mean you definitely talk about your cousins a lot all the time it's a whole and you're always like thing. going to a cousin's thing that's like, what i'm saying yeah and at a certain point people are like we don't buy it anymore right. and i'll tell you a serious cousin drama that recently unfolded which is that my dear friend michaela who you know has had a wedding planned for like a year and oh i didn't realize they were engaged i wanted to ask you that yeah yeah, yeah. they're oh, engaged yeah, yeah. um so lovely they've been dating for ages i know and it's about time yeah about damn time and anyway their wedding is next august my cousin who i am close with as you might have guessed mm-hmm. got engaged to his girlfriend who i love and because they share no connection to Michaela, scheduled their wedding on the exact same day. No. Yeah. So whose are you going to go to? The jury's still out, fam. That is really... That's a real conundrum. Yeah. I'm uh, so sorry that you're being put in that position. Well, it, it's like... Like, if I was just to tell Michaela, like, look, my cousin's getting married on the same day as you, she'd right. be like random as hell it is random why are you telling me this you're coming to my wedding right it's a male cousin and so instead i had to like prepare this backstory about this cousin this male cousin and how he's a cousin but also a cousin that's not fully random like he lived with my family for a period of time and also my family you know toes a very weird line with like you know family are fucking i think the exterior vibe might be you know like how some extended families are close enough where it's like what's going on no i don't know about that we're erasing this part of the but also that's because my my parents i was all isolated from my entire extended family for my entire life so okay cool i didn't really hang out with them that much Yeah, yeah which i again like that is a very normal relationship to have with an extended family where it's like yeah they're my cousins i maybe see them every now and then Mm mm-hmm I'm honestly, I'm probably overthinking it. And I learned that the venues are very <clears throat> close. 
So, oh, so you could maybe... I could do like whatever the Friday night event is at one mm. and then the reception at the other. No, you should do that thing that they did in like old Nickelodeon shows where like you're at dinner, but then like you're wearing a hat and a mustache and yeah, like then yeah, yeah. you go to the other thing and you're wearing like a normal outfit and then you go back to the first dinner and you put back on your mustache and stuff. I love that idea. You should do that. Or we just like one trench coat and we alternate Parker and I who's on top and who's on bottom. Oh, that's a good idea. Or you send Parker to one of them and you go to the just other Just as one. me. Just as you. Yeah. Huge. That could There's be a lot of ways that you could work this. No, you're right. We can, we can, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of it. But this is all to say that like, yeah, the cousin narrative is, it's a tricky one. It's strange. Yeah, I forget why we were talking about cousins in the first place, but... Probably because I was talking about my fucking cousins in the first place. <laughs> I definitely wasn't talking about my cousins, because I don't talk about them. Although my one cousin is getting married soon. She got married a couple years ago, and then... Uh, to a man, and then they got divorced because she's gay. <gasps> it was iconic. Wow, honestly, good for her. I know, it was great. What a happy story. And they have a child, so like he still is very much like in... Her life. Her life, and like they have a good relationship, but like now she's with someone else and they're getting married. And oh, that's great. a happy story. It's a really happy story. I love them. I, I feel really lucky that we're in a generation. Like, obviously, there's family nuances, but like, I don't know. Growing up, like, there was definitely a family in my neighborhood where the open secret was that the wife of this guy had slept with a woman and that they were just living in an unhappy marriage together because if you ever slept with a woman one time it means you hate men and you hate dick yeah, and you're gay forever and you're gay forever and you chose that not born that way and you chose that and you're you're um going to hell yeah and you're probably going through a phase and it's a phase but it's a fixed identity also for sure yeah um but then it got me thinking about the fact that like I just feel lucky that we're surrounded by people who can be fluid and not feel like they have to stay in something to prove that, like, a monogamous relationship with the opposite sex is, like, the right thing to show your kids. You know what I mean? Oh, that's the other thing. Just, like, big weddings. There are all these just, like, everything feels so the same. You know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly what you mean. This got cut from the earlier part that it got cut. the IT department <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> um, but babies and what they wear and the celebrations about babies look the same. Mm-hmm. Marriage, even if it's a couple who's like, we do things our own way. I'm like... You have twinkle lights and mason jars and and uh, you know your invitations were in like parchment. Raised, raised calligraphy literally and like <clears throat> you know the specialty cocktails are named after your dogs and one of them's an old-fashioned and one of them's a paloma <laughs> like it's so this true. is it's just it's suffocating it's suffocating it makes me like which is kind of funny because i'm like it'd be fun to throw a big party yeah. if and when marriage happens um but i want to boycott that specifically like especially when the people like getting married it's like if you're not that close to them then you're just kind of going to a wedding like yeah the music better be good and like the dance floor better be popping otherwise like i'm having a bad time me too and i do not want to be small talking with like you know crab rangoon bites with random aunts and uncles that actually sounds amazing minus the small talking i know i said crab rangoon bite because i'm like 
that's gotta happen soon yeah i need that <laughs> i haven't had a crab ring boom bite in a long time why are you saying bite afterwards oh well, because everything's bite at a wedding at that stage <laughs> you're right of the it's night. bite size yeah bite size but yeah. no for the purpose of I want a big girl Rangoon. Yeah, I want one that takes several bites. Yeah, I want a mouthful of Rangoon. I love crab Rangoon, and I feel like people don't talk about that enough. You know what's crazy? The, like, transcendental acknowledgement that cream cheese is good. And it's good inside of things that you maybe wouldn't expect. Fish, specifically. Fish, specifically, inside of a rice. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. You don't like a no, no, sushi no. roll with... I don't like it either. Oh, you're talking about the sushi roll. Sorry, yeah. I was still on Rangoon. Well, I'm yeah, like, Rangoon, that's a puff. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. Well, it is a puff. Yeah. No, Philly rolls, for sure. Philly rolls. I'm not like ordering a Philly roll. I'm never ordering But if someone's that. like, do you want a bite of my Philly roll? I'm like, yeah. I'll try it. I used to like have... I used to, when I was younger, like I would have them and I would like enjoy them. But I don't really like the idea of it now. But they still do them. You know what? I think it's like, it's like a gateway roll. It's when you're first starting to eat. Yeah. Afraid to eat fish, right? It's like a California roll. Yep, one step up from that egg roll. I was a big egg roll girl. Egg roll, like, like basically, like they put like a bite of omelet. It are you serious? Like Tagata. I'm not. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna drive. But there was there's egg, rice, and seaweed. That's all it is. Oh, okay. Um, it's kind of like fried rice, but yeah, in a roll form. Exactly. But that and Philly roll, I feel like, are the entry points to naughtier forms of sushi yeah i wish that i had more evolved sushi taste um because i feel embarrassed whenever i order from silver rice and i get spicy tuna and spicy salmon the reality is it hits so it hits and i know that it's not canon i know that it's not authentic but it's my culture yeah and that's okay because i'm a white woman and i'm allowed to (laughs) say it loud and proud and that's what i am (laughs) That's what she is. Uh, yeah, pride, pride for that. Um, white, white pride. White, white women pride. pride. White women pride. <laughs> um, our followers will probably go absolutely ham for that. They'll love it, yeah. Um, but I also <laughs> feel like that's the difference between, like, no one who's eating a sushi roll like that is, like, eating it because they think it's authentic Japanese food. You know right. what I mean? They're like, this is sushi. This is the, like pizza whatever form of sushi that we're ordering we're not eating it thinking that like we are eating the most like authentic arrived form of japanese food. right we know that's fake and i do enjoy like authentic japanese cuisine as well but like nothing hits like a spicy tuna roll when you just know oh, that of course we did um for my ex's birthday we did um what's it called when you <laughs> fuck there's a word for it. yes thank you yeah. wow you read my mind we did omakase and um, it was so amazing. And then four months later, he broke up with me. But that beautiful memory still sort of exists. Oh, well, was mercury poisoning when he broke up with you? Maybe that's he what it is. He wasn't well. Kind of like the Mad Hatter, like, you know, pressing too much mercury into hats, which is why he went insane. That's what happened? For sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. No, look that up at some point. Not okay. now, because we've wasted enough time. Isn't it cool how you can go through a breakup and then anything you're talking about, you can relate back to that person? <laughs> I could be talking about any fucking topic and I'd be like, well, miss him. Like, wish that he yeah. was here. <laughs> He's probably doing the same thing, but not uh, having the luxury of chatting over a microphone with his girly over no, it. No, definitely not. He's probably stewing in emotion and burying it deep in the cobweb fortress of his fucking psyche. Yeah. 
We got coffee last week. Well, it wasn't coffee. We got he got a coconut water and I got a nine dollar seltzer. And it sounds so much cleaner to say coffee. I know you didn't get a coconut water. You got a coffee. Well, we got to the place and it was like kind of in afternoon time and I just like didn't really want coffee. So I was going to get tea. Yeah. But the place he suggested did not have tea. So then did I... Did suggest a fucking bodega? No, it was like one of these coffee places. There's the, all these coffee places now that are just like coffee only and like we have one croissant. Yeah. And everyone can fight over it. Dude, yeah. And, and then it's they like, have the cold freezer in the front. With, oh, yeah. like, other things. With, like, a coconut water yes. and, like, a Topo Chico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, we're centered now. I get so it. So, it was one of those places. Yep. And um, they didn't have tea or yep. any kind of iced tea situation. So, I did get a $9 uh, blackberry-infused, kind of like Spindrift for billionaires. Delicious. Was it called Poppy? P-O-P-P-I? Maybe. Okay. It was more of... It's, it was in, like, more of a skinnier... It kind of was in, like, a White Claw oh, okay. type of... Um, can but it was quite good but um ultimately i have to take out a loan now to um pay that back she's refinancing yeah i'm refinancing my mortgage um rocket mortgage sponsored sponsor sponsor Sponsor. along with poppy p-o-p-p-i thank you for our free sodas and for uh paying off our student loans i tried a new um flavor of olipop do you drink olipop maybe i'm thinking of olipop oh I'm thinking of like the healthy probiotics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Olipop. Oh, I just been calling it puppy. I just gave it a cute little nickname. (laughs) I had no idea. There's one in my fridge right now. We could split it. Mm, What flavor is it? Cola. It's one of the best flavors. I know. I had a feeling. It's really good. Have you not had it yet? No. Oh my god. Saving it. It's a honestly, it's a great Coke dupe. Like it's not. It's not exactly like Coke, and you shouldn't expect that. But it feels like it's better for you. It tastes really good. Yep. And yeah, it's amazing. I love it. Here's the thing about me and candy flavors is I was always afraid to admit it, but cola flavored stuff really does make the world turn. Really? Do you know there's like cola flavored gummies? I know that they exist. I would never eat them. I mean, I would never raise my hand to eat them, but someone had them open once and I just like popped one into my mouth. I was like, this is quite good. Yeah. Anyway, I, continue about your yeah. I love kiss. how I love how <laughs> I sort of deflected by talking about Olipop. Yeah. Um, Where's he from? Out of curiosity, he's from New York. The he grew up in the East Village, oh, and he's an only child. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, we got some. Well, that's that scenario alone is like an interesting thing to unpack. A city kid with no siblings. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of you time. The whole birth order thing is so... I feel like it's been talked about enough where people are probably going to more intelligent sources for talk about this. No, people should come to us. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Of course. I take it back. This is the source of truth. Uh, But only siblings, man. I like... Forget birth order. Forget like it sucks to be an oldest, youngest, middle, whatever. Like there is so much about life that you learn with your siblings yeah like not even what it means to be like i don't know there's just a lot of life stuff that you figure out with siblings Mm -hmm. where it's like fundamental stuff of course like learning how to share and um you know That's why was all. my why was my first thing learning how to kiss? Yeah. Even though I did not learn that with you know, my make, siblings. Making out with your siblings, for instance. <laughs> for instance, um, the classic childhood game of making out with your siblings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the tale is old as time <laughs> with tongue. Um, but there's like that type of like developmental stuff, and then there's also like 
oh no, these are people who I threw tantrums around. Mm-hmm. Like these are people who I was just horrible mm-hmm. around and like let myself unravel around. And like to not have someone your age who you're just like in full tantrum state with. Yeah. Who's like either giving you shit or who's doing it with you. Like to not have that person wallowing with you sucks. Yeah. No, and also I think there is something to be said for like for that, like the these people have seen you at your worst and partially because they don't have a choice, like they still love you. And it's like that's a good lesson for the most part obviously people have different things but like that's a good dynamic to be like oh i can like do something really bad or i can do something really embarrassing and like have all these witnesses but i'm still like accepted and loved by them that's that's super interesting and i also feel like the act of apologizing after you were wrong too Mm. like how many times was apparent like you were in the wrong like go fucking apologize to your brother go fucking apologize to your sister Mm -hmm. but it's that exact dynamic you're talking about where it's like you wrong each other you throw a like face reddening tantrum and you scream and then at the end of the day you have to like talk out why one person might not have been in the wrong or in the right or in the wrong vice versa and then you kiss with tongue make up and then (laughs) you have dinner together right and it all goes back to normal yeah but like you don't have to leave that person for you can't leave that person forever Mm -hmm. i also feel like when you're enter into adulthood like if your parents were in any way bad at being parents you compare notes with your siblings like i've done that with my sisters where like we all had different experiences but we all there were certain fundamental things that I could have validated by my sister who also had that experience. Like, I feel like if you're an only child, you have no one to interpret anything that happened. So you're just stuck with your subjective experience. And like, I don't know, I just feel like it would be really hard to not have that validation from someone else. Yeah, and it becomes fact in your mind. Whereas Mm -hmm. it was like, yeah, that's... I also just feel like you don't have any mirror or reflection to understand what happened to you so like if you have like maladaptive coping mechanisms from your childhood there is no one else who also has that yeah to be like oh like this is a problem so you just think it's my fault it's my fault right yeah as opposed to like this was an environmental or like you know the situation or the world that we were reared in yeah that made us this way I do, uh, yeah. I mean, like, there should be a study on <laughs> how many only children are in healthy relationships. Seriously. There's way less accountability. Yeah. And, I mean, like, maybe self-righteousness is, like, too harsh of a term. But, yeah, there's no one constantly around humbling you. Like, I'm an oldest, but I was fucking constantly humbled by my siblings. Yeah. Leveled by my siblings. Where it's like, yeah, even though I am theoretically, not even theoretically, but literally and written in stone, the boss of you, (laughs) like at the end of the day, it can't be all about me because there's like two other warm bodies that I need to navigate in this household. Yeah. Wait, can I tell you something? Because um, you had put on the list, uh, I forget what you said, retreating into the wilderness or something. Mm, mm -hmm. We both spent some time in the wilderness. I think you were actually in the wilderness. I was in a mansion in Breckenridge. I mean, I was in like a lake house. I wasn't, you know, camping. Okay, that's cool. 
Um, but speaking of dad dynamics, um, while I was, two things happened. I'll just talk about the first one. When I was there, um, we were talking, we were sitting at dinner and we were talking about, um, like someone's son and my dad, who is also someone's cousin, someone's cousin iconically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we were talking about somebody's son and how he's like a menace. And my dad was like, yeah, like the, you know, when you raise a son, it's all about teaching them how to control their base instincts and how to contain that testosterone fueled, you know, desire for violence or a sex or whatever. And he had three daughters. So I don't know how he came to this conclusion, but I was like, what do you think raising daughters is about? And he was like, being sure I don't touch you where I'm not supposed to. I mean, it's not wrong, but he goes, manners. <laughs> I swear to God. No. And I was, this is what we're up against. Like, this is like the program that I, that I then, like, it, when he said that, I was like, I understand like literally all my problems. Online. Yeah. <sighs> Making sure we're being polite, speak when spoken to, that kind of thing. And I'm like, I understand why I have issues now. Because, like, that was your whole mentality. I mean, is that not the, like, most problematic perception between all of the ills in society? Which is, like, you can't blame a man for just being at the mercy of his uncontrollable instincts because that's how men are. Mm -hmm. And if something bad happened to you, a lady, it's because you probably weren't projecting out the nicest, most proper version of yourself. Or speaking out about something that happened to you is kind of being mean. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Have you thought about that you brought that scenario on you because men can't be controlled to begin with in the first place? Right. Damn. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, it's nice to know that your trauma is rooted in something, you know, real and that he feels proud about owning up to it. <laughs> well, the second thing that happened is that uh, the last night that I was there in Colorado, he um, brought out this, my, his, his uh, girlfriend has this like bag of weed, like this little, it's a J. Crew. Oh, bag monogrammed? No, it's a it's a paper bag, um, like that you would get if you bought like a T shirt at, at J Crew. Oh, your shopping bag. It's a shopping bag. Okay. Yes, thank you. And uh, it contains a lot of weed and weed paraphernalia in it. And he brought it out to like the little porch and watched me pack a bowl and into this tiny bong that she has. And I hit hit the bong, and then he goes, "So why do you hate men? Is that about me?" He drugged you up real good. He literally got me stoned and then was like, what did, what did I do to you? Oh my God. And I was like, how much time do you have? <laughs> like, yeah. I can't believe you're in. asking me this right now. Wait, that's kind of like, dare I say, elevated of him. Mostly because yeah. it's clear that he, like, wouldn't you rather that than like, why are you so fucked up? You live the most charmed life. Yeah. I mean, I think that's how he feels. I think that's more true to how he feels, but he has felt like we don't have a good relationship and he wants to know why. And I think his girlfriend has also been very vocal to him about needing to have this conversation with me because I'm not going to initiate the conversation. How long has the girlfriend been on the scene? I don't even know. Um, he told me about her like three years into their relationships. Well, oh, that's what he said. But okay. I don't know how long. That, but I think they've been together for 20, 
probably like 10 years now oh my god okay so she's she's very much on the scene yeah she's on the scene what are your thoughts on her in general we get along yeah yeah i i like her did she smoke with you or did they literally like theater style watch you get high um no she smoked with me and then she kind of made her exit after the conversation started did your dad smoke no he he hates weed okay but but tolerates it tolerates it around daddy loves you yeah deep down seriously uh, sorry about the whole like dad struggling to know where to touch you comment i think that what you said was very um on point actually they're just like because they because they don't know they don't know how to like many of them don't only see women as sexual objects so when you yeah. have a child that's a girl who's turning into a woman you freak out because all, you only know how to sexualize them. That's what I think. That's an interesting point. And actually what we said, just my comment being crude and gross, but like <laughs> it's on the continuum of the same thing where it's yeah. like, I need to teach you how to be not a little dirty thing. Not a, not a slut. Not a slut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wish I knew how to help them. I know. Because I ultimately do want to fix them. Me too. I want to uplift men no but you know what it's because their inability to have any capacity for emotional depth hurts women so it's ultimately i'm being a feminist by trying to fix men yeah because i think that women deserve to have fulfilling satisfying beautiful deep relationships with men but we can't because they're they haven't evolved since the cavemen days i know you should run for office I probably will. I know. You should. I love the U.S. government, famously. I love the U.S. I love the U.S., I period. I love the U.S. Me too. Red, white, and blue. Favorite colors always has been. Always, always has been. Always will be. Favorite animal? Bald eagle. <laughs> Favorite car? Ford F-150. <laughs> you? I don't know those. I know, because you're just a silly little girl. I'm just a silly little girl. I've never heard of a car. I know. I There are good men out there, ultimately, but like... Yeah, you're with one. It is... Oh, for sure. Like, he really is a good one, but... It is so alarming how difficult it is to find them. Mm-hmm. And I am loud, proud, and honest about this. If for whatever reason things did not work out between me and Parker, hope to God they do, I'm not going back to men. No. There's literally no fiber of my being that wants to navigate those waters again. It's self-harm. Yeah. Like, yeah. I did the work. I found the guy. He's great. That's all. Yeah. That's all, folks. If things unravel, then there's an entire other species out there for me. Right. No, it's... I... Like, yeah. I'm in my... I said this last year at this time, and then I got into a relationship like a month later, but I'm in my monk era. Yeah. I care about my spiritual ascension only. Celibacy and ale. And ale. Red ale made on a mountaintop. And adorning my altar with offerings to the gods. And cloaks. Cloaks? So many cloaks. I actually need to own more cloaks. I currently own zero cloaks. Yeah, no, I, I see a cloak for you. I'm thinking of the, like, a white cloak. Okay. Yeah. Like sort very... of like KKK vibes. Aww. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it. <laughs> Thank you for taking the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, with like a triangular hat, maybe. Oh. Yeah, yay. it looks super cute. Yeah. Nope. No more. 
No, we're done. All done. We're done. Um, See, it does, it could, people might think that I'm being serious. Right. And well, because we did talk about uplifting men and making that kind of our platform. And um, we talked about um, men fucking cousins. We talked about fucking cousins. We talked about, you, we, you talked about fucking cousins. I, I sort of invalidated yeah. that. Notice I how like, I projected oh. that on you. Yeah. I said we collectively. You were like, you know how we all are attracted to our cousins? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, can I ask about your wilderness adventure? Oh, yeah. I was with my cousin. <laughs> and um, all 77 of them. And not there was not enough silence for a father to confront me about his quality of fatherhood. Yeah. There was a lot of silence. There's always a lot of silence when I visit family. Because if we start talking to each other, then there's chaos and yeah. conflict. So we just sort of orbit around each other's energy yeah. and that's us hanging out with each other but that kind of like that's enough sometimes oh it's more than enough it's more than enough just but existing it's parallel play yeah you know what i mean that's what that is you're yeah. just playing with your blocks next to your mom and dad mm-hmm. well just your father in this scenario and right and my new mommy and your new mom and my new man forget about your old mom honestly does she make you call her mom um no she doesn't she doesn't <laughs> uh also i yeah the one good thing is that I know we were talking shit about babies earlier, but my nephew is the only good baby. I meant to address this with you. He's so cute. He's the cutest baby in the world. He's like babies are not always cute. No, I've learned that. That was a clear lesson over the course of the past couple of living where I've been living. Mm-hmm. That a lot is of babies an objectively are cute baby. No, he's so cute. Perfectly proportioned. So chubby. And he's also just like good tempered. Like he's just kind of vibing most of the time. Like, yeah, he gets upset sometimes like all babies do, but like he's not a troublesome child and he's so cute and such a joy. I want to freeze. Like it's important to freeze children at that age. Yeah. There is a weird, you were describing it. There's like the four age range where I'm just like, I literally don't know what to do with you. Mm -hmm. You're such a brat. Even when you're pleasant, you're too much. And you can now understand me for the most part, so I can't just, like, talk and have you not bother me about it. Oh, yeah. You're drilling into what I'm saying. You're asking follow-up questions. Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't putting any thought into what I was saying in the first place, and now you're, like, testing my logic? Yeah. Get out of here. No. You have dinosaurs on your shirt. I don't know what to do with that. I don't either. And also, why are you still in a stroller? Again. That again, your legs are your little crocs are dragging. You're on taller the than me. Yeah, you should not be in a stroller. I should be in a stroller. Yeah, I would have to bend. I would have to lift with my knees to pick you up. Yeah, if I'm lifting with my knees to pick you up and not my back, you're too big yeah. to be in a stroller, and you're too big to be carried. No, these kids going around in the stroller. I I want to know if other people have noticed this, or if it's just like me, like being an adult for the first time and realizing it but like the old children in strollers is a is a phenomenon that i can't get on board we have to wonder like is it easier for a parent to have ultimate control over that child in a stroll like is it the choice of the parent where it's like i literally don't want to have to deal with you looking at your feet and potentially walking into traffic and that's you'll be in a stroller Mm -hmm. or is it that the kid is bratty and doesn't want to walk. I think it's that. I, I think, think so the too. kid doesn't want to walk. Or like they've tried not using the stroller before and the kid starts complaining after one second. They're like, so, I'm tired. Yeah. And you have to pick me up now. Right. 
And it's like, well, you weigh 100 pounds, so... Yeah, you're... Because you're a grown adult. You're you're going through puberty. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, you're... Yeah. I In hindsight, I do believe that I was a child who was too old to be in a stroller. Like, I think I was putting a lot of that on my parents. I was a child who was too old to be um, using a pacifier. And you were still using a pacifier? Yeah, like, after a certain point, you're not, like, supposed to... But I cried so much. Well, I didn't. I wasn't like loud, but I don't really know why I had the pacifier. Honestly, probably because I needed to self-soothe, and I still. Yeah. I think I just replaced that with smoking weed. Yeah, oral fixation is oral real. Oral fixation. That's why. Yeah. I, well, I'm cold turkey on gum, but I used to literally chew like three packs of five gum a day. You went cold turkey. You can't do it anymore. Why? I'm way too addicted. Like, if I have one stick of gum, I have to finish a pack. In the day? Oh, like potentially in a sitting. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Oh my gosh, that's really bad. Yeah. And nail biter. I just stopped biting my nails. Mm -hmm. Pens destroyed the second they come in contact with my chomps. Like, things are going in my mouth. I mean, it's better than doing drugs, which is what I do. Yeah. No, it's true. Mine mine are drugs. Mine are are weed and food. Which, honestly, I think is a better choice than, like, the aspartame mainline that I was doing with five gum. Yeah. And I don't the know. WHO just reported that that's very carcinogenic. The damage has been done. So yeah. I can't look back. But I also wonder if it's bad for your jaw. It's gotta be. Yeah. I have a night guard now. Okay, good. I don't use it. I need I need to get one of those. My They're, jaw is so fucked up. Dude, same. I mean like I have I think it's called what is it, TMJ? Where yeah. you're just like constantly I don't think I've like ever in a locked position. Well, also when I was with my ex, my ex before this last ex, um, she was in acting school, and they would do a as like, they would do an exercise where you would basically try to not have any tension in your jaw, like slack your jaw completely, and basically be able to go like this. Well, no one's gonna see this, but pull your chin down uh-huh. and not have any like resistance there. Uh-huh. And I I can't do it. Oh, no, I, it's not because like. I literally think my muscles won't like they're tight enough where they won't let me do. They that. won't unclench. Yeah, yeah. I for, maybe it was like a Instagram reel or something, but someone was like, it was clearly like deep into because you know people who gua sha and all of those oh, facial yeah. things, which I don't do. But I did get a jade roller once in one of my stockings, um, one of my Christmas stockings. <laughs> you have to have multiple stockings. Multiple. Um, that. Thing felt so fucking good. Oh, like yeah. I wasn't even using it the way that you're supposed to for whatever lymphatic draining. Like I was literally just rolling it over my jaw again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And it makes you realize that it's as tight as shoulders, which are held up against my ears always. Yeah. I also am like developing more ideas and theories about the oral fixation mm. and how it's related to the jaw and the throat and like I'll just say because I talked I I um I think I was thinking about this earlier today because I feel like I've had this conflict in my life of like wanting to express mm. but feeling like I shouldn't and I think that the con- consuming of things is meant to just repress that urge because you're using your throat to consume rather than to express wow yeah that resonates yeah because i do feel like and also if anyone can hear my dog is in like a middle witching hour right now he's chewing on rubber he's eating things i'm also on i think my fifth mint yeah, i brought those out because i knew you'd love them yeah they're so good oral leaf fixated 
I'm an Orly fuck quad. <laughs> yeah, you freak. That's right. Guzzle those down, you little slut. <laughs> oh my god. I'm scared. That really rolled off the tongue. This is a porn. This is porn. Um, I chew gum because it is, or at least I used to because it was like, well, what the fuck else am I going to do with right. my mouth if I'm not chewing gum? I'm just going to be talking and that would destroy me. Yeah. No. So it's very much like a, it, it is a suppression tool because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, it has to be occupied doing something. Yeah. And if it's not chewing, then there's going to have to be either talking or processing or something that comes out of it. Yeah. Um, and I think mm. it makes sense that you are dealing with that addiction around the same time as we are starting to do this. Mm, this be- is our gum. Because I'm also, I've been, my relationship with weed has changed and also with food, I'm noticing differences in like, what I want is changing, like mm-hmm. what I crave. And um, I feel like it's because I'm allowing myself to express more that I can just like make healthier decisions because I'm not trying to quell this beast inside of me constantly. I am laughing inside and out because I feel like we're in the middle of a performance art. <laughs> I know, as Roscoe. Like- Roscoe's <laughs> chomping down at full volume on his food. We're talking about mouths and fixation. Um, but yeah, no, I do think that this is this happening now and me like dialing back on the addiction of having to chew on something all the time is like a very, I've never made that connection. Well, and I feel like no one talks about addiction when it doesn't relate to drugs or alcohol or like, yeah, whatever. Oh yeah. Compulsive. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I actually feel like this is the new frontier of podcasting. Yeah, You have to have, we're talking about mouths. Roscoe, go lap your bowl. I mean, I think it's beautiful, honestly. He can probably hear us. I know. He knows that he's helping. He's helping. Mommy's little boy. Mommy's only child. <laughs> yes. Um, I hope he doesn't piss on my carpet since <laughs> he might be trying to do that. No, baby. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's... Oh, hey. What was I going to say about... Oh, I also had a passy thing for way too long. Really? Yeah. I had this, like, freaky little thing where I could spin it in my mouth, and all of my family members would, like, sit and watch me do it. They'd be like, Isabel, twirl your passies. And I would twirl it. And I would have two in my hands at the same time. Oh, my God. And then my parents were like, you're, you know, verging on an age where this is literally scary. So it's time to... Yeah, they, like, (laughs) made up this story that I was going to be putting my passies into an envelope and like sending them to a new baby who needed them. And I was like, I love that. I'm such a giver. (laughs) Like this is my role and calling. Of course, of course, of course. And I packaged them up. Sorry. Now he's chewing on his passy. Yeah. Um, sent them away and then like fully threw a tantrum that night where I was like, I've made a horrible mistake. Yeah. need to get those passies back. And you have like, memories of this? Oh yeah, big okay, time. Yeah. My parents were like, "Well, we threw, we didn't put them in." The right, like if you have away. memories of the traumatic loss of your passies, mm-hmm. you were too old. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and I was yeah. The fact that I'm like articulating fully formed emotions, <laughs> where I was like, I regretted. You were like, and I was journaling later that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was in therapy, and yeah, no, I and we had like a full conversation about like how fucked it felt, how wrong I felt. <laughs> Uh, well, before my dog pisses yeah, and you're we, here for it, should we wrap up? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we didn't get to any of our topics, really. 
And I feel bad about that. I don't. I think what we've unpacked, this felt good. It felt good to me too, but sometimes I get self-conscious when I feel like we're being too serious and not jokey enough. No, I thought we were silly, silly, silly. We talked about fucking cousins. You're right. We did talk about cousins and that's important. Yeah. And, you know, babies being all grown up. I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not good enough at riffing to be able to save you in those moments. And you know what? Thank you for not. Yeah. Thank you for letting me wallow. You're welcome. Um, Well, I'm going to go. Speaking of food, I'm... When I'm ever in this neck of the woods, I have to go to Banh Mi Place. Oh my god, Banh Mi Ghost? No, Banh Mi Place. Where's that? I think Banh Mi Ghost is not as good as Banh Mi Place. Um, I have no idea. It's on Washington. Oh yeah, go do that. I'm probably going to order from, I don't know, Westville or something basic. Well, now that everyone knows what we're eating for dinner. Chew on that. Chew on that. Chew on that. Maybe that's our podcast title. Yeah. Oral fixation. (laughs) (laughs) Put that in your mouth and suck it. And suck it. With Gary and Isabel. (laughs) (laughs) On that note. Okay, love you. Love our listeners. Love you. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.